0: Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, Jane Marie Pritchard. But first, your true crime headlines. A 14-year-old girl in Pennsylvania has been charged in the stabbing death of her older sister in their home. Prosecutors in Lancaster County said that the girl called 911 shortly after 1 a.m. on Monday and then pointed arriving police officers to a bedroom of the Mannheim Township home, where her 19-year-old sister was found with a stab wound to her neck. The girl was pronounced dead at the scene. Prosecutors say that the girl's parents were asleep at the time of the stabbing. The district attorney's office said that the 14-year-old girl will be charged with criminal homicide as an adult because in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, homicide is not considered a delinquent act. Chief Thomas Rudzinski of the Township Police Department called it, quote, just an awful situation. I can't imagine what those parents are going through today, he said. I'm sure they are upset, to say the least, over the loss of one, and the second one is in prison as well. Prosecutors said that the teenager's motive is still unknown, as well as the circumstances of her sister's death. A jury in Racine County, Wisconsin, has convicted a man of fatally shooting a Milwaukee woman 21 years ago. On February 7, 2000, the body of 39-year-old Juanita Zadroik, mother of two was found by the side of a remote stretch of road near Raymond. She had been shot in the head. Investigators linked her murder to those of a father and son, Lamont Cole and Samuel Burns, who were found shot to death in an alley in Milwaukee that same day. Zadroik's car was found burning nearby. For 10 years, the case went cold, until a man in custody looking to make a deal told investigators that he had witnessed Zedroik's murder. That man and a corroborating witness told detectives Zedroik was killed because she had witnessed the murders of Cole and Burns by a man she had been dating. The two identified now 41-year-old Miguel Cruz. Jose Sanchez was arrested in 2012 for the murder of Cole and Burns. He pleaded to two counts of felony murder and armed robbery and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. On Friday afternoon, Cruz was convicted of first-degree intentional homicide with use of a dangerous weapon. His sentencing hearing is scheduled for April 22nd. The conviction carries a mandatory sentence of life in prison. A Western Pennsylvania woman was held without bond on Tuesday after authorities said that she shot and killed her two daughters. According to police, 48-year-old Chrisinda Bright called police to her home on Monday afternoon and let police officers in. Interim police chief John DeLuca said that officers found, quote, a gruesome scene inside. Both 16-year-old Kiara Bright and 22-year-old Jasmine Kennedy had been shot in the head. The motive for the killings is unclear. Their mother was taken to the county jail without incident. She has been charged with two counts of homicide. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, Jane Marie Pritchard. But first, a quick break. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe, a prescription skincare company for people who are ready to take their acne seriously. Prescription acne treatment really works, but it's not easy to get. And these days, no one wants to make an appointment to see a doctor and sit in a waiting room or a pharmacy. Well, now you don't have to with Apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately and your medications are delivered straight to your home, contact free. Apostrophe makes reaching your skincare goals easy and COVID safe. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your unique needs, all without leaving your couch. They even come with cute customizable stickers to personalize your bottles. The best part is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so that you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. And if you have other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, or dark spots, Apostrophe can help you with that too. Whatever your skincare needs, Apostrophe has you covered. And now, Murder Minute listeners get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com murderminute when you use our code MURDERMINUTE. This code is only available to our listeners to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash murderminute and click Begin Visit. And then use the code MurderMinute at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash murder minute. And use the code MurderMinute to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. We thank Apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast. We all have our guilty pleasures. And some things are worth binging, like your favorite TV show or true crime podcast. And one of my favorite things to play again and again is Best Fiends. Best Fiends is the app that engages my brain with challenging but fun puzzle games. The game is simple and fun. The good guys are the bugs and the bad guys are the slugs. Complete the puzzles to defeat the slugs. Collecting keys and unlocking cute new fiends along the way, like Edward the Mosquito, Gordon the Scorpion, Brittle the Housefly, and my best fiend, Pop the Axolotl. After long hours of research and writing and recording, Best Fiends helps me distress. I've played hundreds of levels already, and the more I play, the more fun it gets. With new monthly updates, themed challenges, and holiday puzzles, there's always one more level. And the adventure never gets old. This is my Pandemic Must Play, so the next time you need a break from the news cycle, or run out of shows to binge watch, download Best Fiends free. You might find yourself wondering how you ever found time for a dull moment before. Just don't blame us if you get obsessed. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already and counting. It's hours of fun at your fingertips and can even be played offline. This game has 100 million downloads and tons of 5-star reviews for a reason. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Welcome back to Murder Minute. On the morning of September 20th, 1986, 28-year-old Jane Marie Pritchard left her home in Maryland and drove to Delaware's Blackbird State Forest. Jane was studying for her master's degree in botany at the University of Maryland, and had been doing field work in the state forest for the past two summers. Jane was studying the wild hog peanut, or ground bean, a viney plant native to the area, whose edible seeds grow both above and below ground. She was always interested in plants and always growing something, her mother Audrey said. When she arrived at Blackbird Forest, Jane parked her 1980 Chevy Blazer along an access road and set up her equipment about 30 yards into the forest. Minute by minute, Jane tracked the plant's movements as its leaves turned to follow the sun, carefully recording the data for her thesis. But Jane Marie Pritchard's work was interrupted later that evening two campers a couple from New Jersey picked a spot to set up their tent and decided to take a walk about 20 feet from the trail they discovered Jane Marie Pritchard's lifeless body she had been shot in the back the Oaks were labeled with numbers The underbrush cleared, and the soil sifted, and the spot where Pritchard's body was found was marked with wooden pegs, wrote the Washington Post. Newcastle County police say they have not found a motive for the shooting of the tall University of Maryland botanist, who lived in a small cottage in Clarksburg, about six miles northwest of Gaithersburg. They know that Pritchard made the 115-mile drive from her home and arrived at the forest on September 20th around 7 a.m. for the last day of research on her project. And they know that two campers found her body at 5.30 p.m., lying 20 feet from her equipment. What happened in between remains a mystery. That Saturday had been the first day of squirrel hunting season, and dozens of hunters were in the area, but when police arrived, they quickly ruled out the possibility of a hunting accident. Jane had been killed by a shotgun blast to the back, but she was also found in a partial state of undress, indicating that she had been sexually assaulted. The only evidence the murderer left behind was a single pubic hair. We have no solid leads, Lt. Frederick M. Calhoun Jr. told the Washington Post, or any suspect. Newcastle County Police estimated that at the time that Jane was killed, there would have been 25 to 50 hunters across the 7,000-acre state park. Any one of them could have done it. But only one came forward. On Monday, September 22nd, two days after the homicide, 28-year-old Michael P. Lloyd, a janitor from Newark who had been hunting in the area that weekend, told police that he had seen Jane at around 10 a.m., talking to another hunter. Lloyd described Jane's blue and white blazer, her clothing, her equipment, and the man that he had seen for a police sketch artist. Lloyd described the suspect as a Caucasian male with a beard between approximately five foot nine and five foot ten, medium build, wearing a brown jacket, and blue jeans. The Newcastle County Police Department released the image to the press, and distributed flyers. Lloyd said that he gave police the information after he learned what happened because it was the right thing to do. I thought it was my civic duty, Lloyd said. It was a decision he would come to regret. Police interviewed Lloyd several more times. Lloyd accompanied them, back to the scene, and reenacted his movements that day. But when investigators started to call him more frequently, Lloyd started to feel like he was being harassed. Officers asked Lloyd if his mind might be blocking something that he didn't want to remember. Lloyd told them that that was the only possible way it could have happened, because he certainly didn't consciously remember doing it. A few days later, he was arrested. Police cited inconsistencies in his story. In early October, police charged Michael P. Lloyd with first-degree murder and possession of a deadly weapon during commission of a felony. Lloyd was held in Gander Hill Prison without bail for nearly a year. In the 1980s, DNA testing was so new that there were only two experts in the world and only one lab in the country, in California, that was capable of processing the only physical evidence police had, the pubic hair. In August of 1987, the Washington Post reported the results. Quote, a murder charge against a janitor who was imprisoned for more than 10 months in the slaying of a university of maryland graduate student is being dismissed after it was determined that the only piece of evidence a single hair is not his state attorney general charles m oberley iii said this afternoon the first degree murder charge will be dropped within 24 hours lloyd told the Washington Post that he wouldn't be giving police information ever again. I would never make that mistake again, he said. My advice is, don't get involved. On Friday, August 7th, Michael P. Lloyd was released. Deputy Attorney General Timothy H. Barron said it was his duty as a prosecutor to, quote, do justice and with this finding of the expert justice requires the state not to proceed with insufficient evidence needless to say he added i am very disappointed lloyd told the washington post that his time in prison was quote the most degrading and humiliating experience of my life when i first got out i had to pinch myself he said It wasn't till Sunday when I drove my truck that it finally dawned on me, yeah, I'm out. After nearly 300 interviews, and with their only suspect exonerated, Newcastle County Police had nothing. The case went cold for nearly 30 years. In 2015, it was reopened after Newcastle County Police announced the creation of a new Cold Case Homicide Squad. The Cold Case Unit was created to solidify our vigilance in identifying and arresting those who commit murder in Newcastle County, regardless of when the crime occurred, said Newcastle County Police Chief Elmer Setting. A seasoned investigator with a fresh set of eyes and the use of modern technology may be able to help solve these heinous crimes and bring some closure to the families of the victim. Two men were assigned to Jane Marie Pritchard's case, Detective Thomas Orzakowski and retired Sergeant Glenn L. Davis. Orzakowski immediately accepted the assignment. I was honored, he said. There's a lot of evidence that is capable of producing DNA. Evidence collected during the investigation was sent to labs for further DNA testing using modern methods that weren't available in the 1980s. The team contacted the Pritchard family to give them the news that Jane's case was getting a second look. They were happy to hear that we didn't give up on the case and it's still being investigated, Orzakowski said. I thought it was just astounding, Jane's brother Keith Pritchard told the Wilmington News Journal. I was flabbergasted. It is our hope, Setting said, that the re-examination of the evidence obtained from this case can help identify and arrest the person responsible for her murder. After Jane's death, a plaque was placed in her honor at the Brookside Botanical Gardens, where she worked. Her professor finished her thesis for her master's degree. Today, Jane Marie Pritchard's homicide remains unsolved. This has been Murder Minute. For true crime anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Stereo at Murder Minute.